Good morning and welcome to Emily in the Morning. This is the podcast in which I share my morning cup of coffee with a poem by Emily Dickinson, and I share that poem with you. Today we have the one that begins, My nosegays are for captives. My nosegays are for captives, dim, long-expectant eyes, fingers denied the plucking, patient till paradise. To such, if they should whisper of mourning and the moor, they bear no other errand, and I no other prayer. So it's just two stanzas, and again, regular meter, ABCB rhyme scheme, but the subject matter and the imagery in this one particularly, I think, is very striking. So the central image is of someone who is gathering flowers for a patient or someone who's ill, right? Someone who's not able to go outside for whatever reason. And very quickly from that image, we can we notice that there is a sort of a double, a double image, you might say. That's, that is the central image, but in the same way, we also hear Dickinson talking about herself as a poet and talking about herself as a poet who is describing eternity to those who are in this mortal world. So there's an almost a, people have called this a sort of a heavenly messenger poem, right? Where she's kind of saying she's almost an angel. I don't particularly enjoy that reading, but I do like to think of it at least as the image itself and as Dickinson discussing her own work as a poet. So let's dive into that from the beginning. First line, um, my nosegays are for captives. Now she's capitalized captives here, emphasizing that word for us. And at first glimpse, this seems to make sense, right? So she's picking flowers, these nosegays, for captives. We don't really know anything about them yet. We have to keep reading. So then the next word um, the first word of the second line, dim, is set apart by a dash from the rest of the line. So it's, again, it's an adjective that still works to describe eyes, but also because of that dash and the way it's broken up, I might almost want to think of it as talking about the captives as well, or even just sort of as a little interjection in the middle of that thought. But anyway, dim, long, expectant eyes. Then the next line, fingers denied the plucking patient till paradise right i think the word use of the word patient in there particularly brings to mind um you know bringing flowers to someone who is sick and the fingers denied the plucking as well right this is someone who's bedridden some sort of person who is unable to go outside and get flowers and they've got these these dim eyes right we almost see death coming in that word ring back up the stanza right after we got to the word patient and long expectant it's been a lingering illness it's something that's been waited for right now moving on to the next stanza this is where the imagery gets a little more complicated what, what i seem to be doing with this poem as i read it is i read it through get to an interesting word and then kind of read backwards up the poem putting all of the original imagery which made sense at the time into new perspective so that it now has a double meaning so i'm going to be doing that a lot. I'm sorry if it gets a little jumbled. So continuing to the second stanza now. To such, if they should whisper. So the such, I think, refers to the captives and they refers to the nosegays. So to such captives, if they, the nosegays, should whisper of mourning and the moor. Again, 
those words Dickinson particularly loved, though she had never seen a moor, as she famously said in another poem. But morning in the moor, this, this nature imagery, these are the things that Dickinson is concerned about, right? And again, this is where we can start to see that she might be talking about her poems as well as just a bunch of flowers. So they, in addition to being the nosegays, could refer to poems talking about the morning and the moor, not just flowers that remind you of the morning in which they were plucked and the moor from which they were brought. So this is where, we're, again, the imagery is getting more complex. I'm going to try and go through before we complicate it too much. So then they, the nosegays slash poems, bear no other errand, and I no other prayer. So in the more literal sense, all she's saying in these last two lines is, if this gift is whispering to the patient of the morning and the moor, then I have done my job and I fulfilled my wish. No, I have nothing more to wish for. But then if we're now going to step a little bit backwards slash forward, it's kind of like a sidestep thing, um, we're going to think about this entire poem, but now as the poet speaking, giving us the poem. And so we, the people who read this poetry, are then the patients. We are the ones with the long expectant eyes. And what are we expecting? Death, the same same thing. We're expecting death, but also eternity. The morning and the morn now have a new significance. So the nosegays, these little lines carefully arranged into a poem, like flowers carefully arranged into a little bouquet, these lines, these poems are for us, the captives. And what are we held captive by? Well, this life, presumably. And we have these dim, long, expectant eyes, right? We, we want more. We want more than what we have now. Fingers denied the plucking, patient till paradise, right? So now with this new reading, we are thinking more on the paradise, which is also capitalized, rather than just the patient aspect. And then to such, to us, if they, meaning the poems, should whisper of morning and the moor, which now refers to sort of eternal fields, if you will, they bear no other errand and I no other prayer, right? So then the word prayer receives a lot of significance in this new reading where this whispering to us of the things to come is now Dickinson's main job and purpose as a poet. So that is all that I have for today. I hope that method of reading wasn't too confusing, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.